0: Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurélien, net. I'm here with Glenn, uh, glensutherland.com, and Darcy, darcywhite.ca. And today we will be discussing leadership. And and to start us off, uh, I'm going to ask uh, Darcy.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, this is an interesting topic for me. I know it could be kind of heavy, but I spent the last two years at Royal Roads University in Victoria, Doing a master's degree in leadership, I have lots of thoughts on it. What I tried this morning um, is to distill a single bulky definition of leadership as I understand it, and a couple of examples of how I see it work out. And then maybe we can bat it around and see if it stands up to scrutiny into our experience. What do you say, guys? Sounds good. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. Um, And it's got five elements to it, so I'm going to break it down. Here's the description and then break it down. Leadership is both art and practice of directing, inspiring, teaching, motivating, and serving and preparing others, your followers, to engage them in and perform meaningful work on behalf of and for the benefit of others. So that's a huge a huge statement, but there's a lot yeah. in it. It's the art and practice of directing, inspiring, teaching, motivating, serving, and preparing others, your followers, to engage them in and perform meaningful work on behalf of others for the benefit of others, okay? So there's a couple theories out there. Some people think leaders are born and we look at people and we go wow they're a born leader look at their they're outgoing but you know you can see a salesman or a performer who are a solo practitioner they do what they do really well and they're outgoing but they don't lead anybody leading's different than that it's not a collection of traits but it's actually a collection of practices that are both art and artistry you know, art and practice and, and that so it can be learned and that's the encouraging thing if you don't think you're much of a leader the good thing is that Leadership can be learned. It's a little bit of an art, you know, the wisdom of when to apply it. That comes with wisdom and time, but it's a practice of certain characteristics um, that you adopt. You know, nobody is born with integrity. They adopt it. It becomes a value that they put in their heart and say, I'm going to be the kind of person that tells the truth, that acts with integrity. So those are parts of it. So it can be learned, and that's exciting. It's not a gift that's bestowed by a magic wand from above, right? It also is known to have beneficial qualities that we recognized in every culture, the whole world over. Everybody recognized that good leaders are honest, they have integrity, they're compassionate, they have courage to have difficult conversations or lead when it's when it's awkward or difficult, but they're also humble and recognize that they have mistakes and limitations, and that they're compassionate, persistent, and generous. These are some of the traits that show up in leaders. None of those we we're born with. We all adopt them. These are things that we practice and learn and take into ourselves, all right? But a leader is only a leader if there's someone willing to confer leadership on them, that they have to have a follower. So if you're, for instance, you know, a, a figure skater or a baker that works by yourself or a salesman on the road that works just by yourself in your car, that doesn't make you a leader. It also doesn't make you a leader if you're on a team. You could just be a follower. Um, so others have to say, you're my leader, you're leading, and it has to be for their benefit that you lead to get this to the fourth thing that it's for the benefit of community that others benefit from this if you're a leader like we used to do this leaders were great generals but they committed atrocities we recognize now in hindsight that committing an atrocity or making millions of dollars by greedy using up the land or extracting resources for yourself or for money or for self-aggrandizement or killing thousands of people in war is not great leader Nobody thinks Hitler or Genghis Khan are great leaders anymore. We might say that they were successful military leaders. We might say that they were successful in their aims as a dictator, but nobody recognizes them as great leaders. There's something missing. It's not for the benefit of others. So leadership is always for building community and for the benefit of others. Anything else than that is for just personal gain is not leadership. That's extraction. That's ego. so we can see leadership in all kinds of things. Art, if you create a, like Basquiat, like the um, um, uh, um, well, the realist movement, the other different movements of art, you can see it in that. Writers, musicians, the Beatles were leaders in, in music. Um, they yeah. just led a whole movement, right? It could be in military. You know, there are reasons for just war. Um, even sports, the most hackneyed leadership example are out there, which kind of makes me gag. You can have great leaders in sport. Um, the Canucks tried to buy one with Mark Messier, and that worked out really poorly. Um, you know, those are my kind of thoughts. So it breaks down into five areas. I hope that kind of makes sense. What do you guys think? Where do you see leadership and it worked very well? I,
2: no, I I agree. I just didn't go in as much depth as you. <laughs> <laughs> I had like motivating and teaching, and 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 the parts yeah. of that part that you 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 grasped yeah. on. Um, where my mind was going, because I guess when we always pick our topics, we just pick a, a word or two, right? And then we have mm-hmm. to have our own interpretation on it. But where I was thinking was, what is our responsibility as being a leader, right? Like what are, mm. wh- where does this, how does this go? Because as um, it, sad as it seems, I, I see people all the time that are, uh, you know, in real estate, especially, there's there's a lot of things like with referral programs and other things and you're, you can get a cut or you know, putting pushing people into certain directions, right? And it happens actually in a lot of a lot of this online stuff right now, right? Um, and there's some people who are very, in my opinion, uh, thought leaders in the real estate space, and but I feel like they would also like sell my email and my soul to anyone for any amount of money at all on anything, and. Uh, it's one of those things that uh, I, I do struggle with because I I do leave a lot of money on the table because I don't think it's right, right? I don't, I don't, you're also, you're, you're, you're supporting something you may not support. Um, I hear about people like referring specific lenders in order to get the kickback from the lender, but then they, they, I ask them, I'm like, so you, you just sent me this email, like, well, how, how was your experience with this lender? And they're like, I've never used them. So, why are you referring them right? Like mm-hmm. if you're the thought leader, where does the responsibility lie? Like what are you you know where does this, how does far does this go right? Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of money that i I don't take because i I don't feel comfortable with it, and there's a lot of people who offer to sponsor my podcast even, and I just don't feel comfortable with it unless it's somebody that I truly believe in because if you start taking that (laughs) blood money, Uh,
1: you you know, at what point are you still you? Well, that's about your integrity. You know, I think, and it's a credit to you that you won't do that. And I know you haven't. Uh, We've talked for three years now. Our group leader is actually Ari. Ari is our spiritual leader that picks the topics and directs this and puts this together is ironically the quietest servant of the three, but he embodies <laughs> what we're talking about. Who, who leads, who follows? Glenn and I are following Ari in this process. Uh, yeah, But yeah, I think that's a credit to your integrity. And I really like that you brought up responsibility. You know, that's a good way of saying for who, who are you responsible to? These followers that follow you, these people that follow your podcast, that you teach, you're building, you know, community uh, in that group which is a hackneyed and often brutally misused word of community which just make me sick how bad people have used it but you're responsible to them because of your own integrity you're saying i'm not going to do this um but I, the other I, side I'm, of this is what if you yeah. referred
2: somebody to something and it went really bad do you like you know i know that technically no one really is feels on the hook for it but at, at some point you really
1: should be right yeah Oh, that's uh, that's a great question. I I have thoughts on that, but have you been at some spot where you've taken a loss for others? You've taken your responsibility as a leader and just said, yeah, it's going to be on my shoulders. This is where it rightly sits, even though you didn't do anything wrong. You're just the final ultimate responsible one where the buck stops, right? Who was that famous? Was it Harry Truman? The buck stops here. That was his saying, put it on the front of his desk. This is where it stops. This is the last person that's going to pay. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I have. I mean, as a leader, what's that book, Boss Always Eats Last? If -hmm. there's nothing left on the table, you don't eat. That's just kind of the responsibilities of leadership. But Mm -hmm.
2: that's kind of, I know there's all those books, like I even read Profit First, and a lot of them that, because that is, as an entrepreneur or a leader, your mentality is to pay all your bills and everything first and your employees, and then what's left is for, you know, the boss, right? Um, and, but you know, they, they, you have to mentally, for some people, you have to mentally train yourself to go around the other way to pay yourself first, which I still don't, I, I get paid last, I get paid at the yeah. end, I pay every all my stuff, because I need to make sure um I want my nose perfectly clean. I don't want to be missing bills. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be uh, bankable. I want my credit score to be good, and I don't want anyone to have anything to say negative about, especially about me just doing the things I'm supposed to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that should be ground zero. That's where you should start. All that stuff is tucked away and taken care of. Um, I, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I like the I like the responsibility angle. As a, as a leader, you're ultimately responsible. If you want to take that mantle on, in the end, as Harry Truman says, the buck stops with you. That's the end of the line. You're the one that's going to make it right. Um, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, Sorry, how are you looking play.
2: at
0: this? What was your angle on the, the leadership stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, so I don't have any employees. I have uh, contractors I work with and... Um, and I like the the approach of leadership as a leadership of service, so being of service to the people you uh, that work for you and uh, make their lives easier. Uh, uh, and um, I know for myself, when I used to work for contractors, initially I was I was a bit um, uh, I was micromanaging, and uh, I I realized quite early on that. That was uh, that was no good, and uh, there needed to be trust and um, an honor a system. You know, uh, where you you have to to trust um, your contractors that they, you know they they they'll do what they'll do. You know, you can get pictures and uh, different techniques to make sure the work gets done. But uh, yeah, a lot of trust is required, and, and and trust is something you build. So you start with uh, smaller jobs, and then little by little you you increase the complexity of the jobs their uh, the amount of money that's going to uh, go back and forth. Yeah. Um, well, I've
2: always heard that if you give the, like uh, employees or even contractors, you know, more responsibility, then they, they will accept it. Like people will naturally take it and they'll run with it. And, but the hard part is <laughs> as the boss or, you know, uh, to, to hand that over a lot of people will micromanage. And I, honestly, it's, it's I think it's a natural trait because you, it's, you know, they always say that nobody cares about this more than you do.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, I would say you're, you're fully leading in these things. There's all these people that have offered their follow uh, followership is the term that they use in leadership, uh, literature. They're offering to follow you. Uh, Glenn and I are capable, able people, and we have willingly offered, uh, followed your leadership offered for you to be the leader of our group. Um, you know, I, so I, I would see lots of leadership going on there for the service of others. I think that, you know, nothing, this, this podcast is free. It's purely for the benefit of anyone, any of the 97 regular listeners out there. Um, that are it. Now. is it okay? <laughs> um, that makes me feel, that makes me feel great that, you know, someone's getting some benefit from it because, you know, it is leadership for the benefit of others. That would be sad. If, we're doing this, and nobody's getting anything
2: out of it. Um, Darcy, how much? How much do you think like leadership has to do with being the action taker as well, right? Um, honestly, if if Ari, if I'm thinking, we're talking about this our little group here, uh-huh. Ari never set up that little mastermind. Like this, never would even be a thing. Like there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's an action element to this as well. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's not just a noun. It, leadership is action. It's it's in an action, and you would seen. And recognized in service. I, I like that Ari brought up um, serving others because you know one of the theorists in this category, um, Robert Greenleaf, um, came up with the idea or the concept around servant leadership that your leadership should be in service of others, purely in service of others. He came from a you know a, a faith background, but he was in business, um, but his faith informed his values in his business and his writings and. It was maybe a novel idea in the 70s when he first introduced it, when there was lots of other competing ideas. But over time, it's grown in, in prevalence as many people see that we build better worlds and better companies and better communities when we engage people and we serve them. You know, I went into, this is interesting because I'm, I'm reviewing it now. I'm, a, you know, listeners will, you know, we're recording this in late November. I'm two weeks away or just over two weeks away from finishing my master's degree. So there's a lot of reflection going on. When I came into this program, I was looking at how to motivate my employees and all the people around me better to get better productivity out of it. And the big turn for me has been in the only way I can compel, well, the only kind of power I have. I'm a good speaker. I can inspire people for a day, but when it gets hard, they forget what I said. They forget feeling that feeling in their heart about what we're doing that's meaningful. They just remember it's hard. And what am I gonna do to get through this hard morning? This people yelling at me toilets are backing up, we got a leaky window, nobody understands me. They can't remember a stirring speech. It, it's meaningless. You know what my leadership is best in, in action and um, exemplified? Is when I give them strength, resources, encouragement and presence. So when I phone my manager and say, I understand, what do you need? It's okay, up to $300, I'll call a plumber. Let's get the rotor router in there. Let's get a window contractor. We know what we can do. I can bring someone over to help you out. So what I really control is resources. I'm a gatekeeper of resources, both physical, emotional, spiritual, financial resources. And as a servant leader, my job is just to distribute those, to get them into people's hands faster and better and the right amount when they're needed. It's not about me telling them what to do, because most people know what they should do. If the toilet's plugged, unplug it. Really? There's no genius there. Nobody gets an award for figuring that out. What you do get an award for is, you know, getting the toilets unplugged. Everyone will be, you know, raise their toilet brush. Huzzah! The toilet's unplugged, you know? So my thinking on this is turned around. It's not from leaning in front. It's just mostly opening the gate and giving resources. Whether I have my wisdom, experience, goodwill, financial resources, budget, other employees, bonuses, pay for extra hours, you know, that kind of stuff, it's changed my thinking. Uh, and it's engaged my heart in better ways than thinking like a leader out front, you know, raising a standard or cheering or something like that yelling for people to follow me. It, it doesn't work as well. And I found the servant leadership that's articulated by Robert Green, Greenfield uh, way more compelling.
0: Yeah. And also it makes me think of the, the idea of, you know, the only form of power of true power over others is a power of example. You know, you can lead by example. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you make, uh, you know, be the leader you want to be, be, uh, if you want your, if you want people around you to be a certain way, you know, be that way. And then, uh, yeah. Inspire others by, by being the, the best version of who you can be. And, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, we've seen the failures of power over people. I, I like that you used that, the difference between power over like compelling them. You know, what can people really make you do? Um, you can't. You could see a whole city in Ottawa last winter was gridlocked because the police, the CISIS, um, whatever had no power over over citizens who just want to park their trucks and honk their horns. They couldn't do anything. They had to invoke the War Measures Act. And bring in, you know, the military to do this, which is an unbelievably heavy-handed action. And that's being tried out in court right now, whether that was actually justified. You know, that's how far they had to go. So you really don't have the kind of power that you think. And politicians are growing to recognize this. Look at the failure of power in the Ukraine right now. What we thought was one of the world's top five powerful armies is bogged down because they're they're failing because their own soldiers don't want to do this. You know, you really need to compel some people to kill another human, and the Russian soldiers just don't want to, and they're failing. It's a credit to their soldiers that they don't want to kill their brothers and their near relatives in the Ukraine, that they don't want to. Of course they're going to fail, nobody wants to do this. So the idea of power over is is a failing one, but the power to serve, as Art Barry said, actually has an awful lot of legs and it's very useful. Like who doesn't want to be helped out? Imagine your neighbor coming over and say, Hey, can I help you rake leaves? Who would say no? I mean, it's just an obvious yes. Um, it just works better. I don't know.
2: But that is similar, but it's a little different. Just being helpful. Right. Cause yeah. I, you know, like my, my neighbor came over and helped me like stack wood and move wood to the neighbors and, um I wouldn't say they were leading, but they were they were very helpful, and I did appreciate it. Um, yeah, and, you know they're very nice people. Um, but it is a little different than leadership. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I just wonder would it build community? Because those acts compounded over time. Mm, okay, oh, you, you know start what? seeing That's neighbors true. helping out.
2: Yeah, you know what you do, and you you yeah no,
1: I'm I, I, you've turned me around already. <laughs> 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 no conditions for a moment. No but, no, but I think you're right. You have to determine. Like, that's not... It, it might be just a singular act. That's but it leads.
2: It, it builds.
1: Yeah. You'd have to see the context for your neighbors working. Why is he doing this? Or she or they? Why are they doing this? And is it part of the larger something? Like, I believe in this kind of a community, and this is how I'm going to show up. I'm, I'm going to be the person that goes over and says, do you want to hand, hand with this? Yeah. My <laughs> buddy Tim did that. He decided that he was living too lonely and and selfish a life. So he decided every Saturday morning, he'd just walk out with his coffee in his bare feet so he could feel the ground, which is okay, a bit weird, but he wanted to feel the ground and listen. And when he heard something stirring, he would go to that neighbor and go, do you want a hand this morning? And he spent every Saturday morning helping his neighbors because he wanted to change something in him that was felt selfish and self-serving. Yeah, Yeah, he's a beautiful guy. an amazing yeah. guitar player too but um yeah i think he was trying to start a movement in fort langley amongst his neighbors in a small way saying this we're going to live differently on the street and it worked he's now they're really close they all help each other and i think it was because i don't know if the bare feet helped but definitely the listening and yeah, helping
2: being, them and to get out
1: there the action that actually yeah, put himself out there yeah yeah it's a bit rambly, hey? But um, all our podcasts are.
0: <laughs> don't say that.
2: <laughs> you, you've got me on this. You don't stand a chance. And Darcy's not much. He's the same, right?
0: We just talk and go off topic. <laughs> well, well, okay, really hope- everybody, for yeah. in? Darcy, you want to say something else? I just hope that wherever you
1: are, you lead. That you uh, engage. Do something for the benefit of others. Because you never know what you start. And even just a small, it changes the world. I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. Small leadership, big leadership with a big L or small L, all of it counts, all of it matters.
0: I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, well, thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you found some value in today's episode. So it was Glenn at glensutherland.com and Darcy, darcywhite.ca, Aurelien, mindfulinvestor.net. Happy you could join us today and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Hi, everybody. Thanks, everyone.